Welcome back to We Watch, We Collect, a baseball podcast presented by Believe Podcast Network. I'm currently in El Paso, Texas. I got here today, well, releasing this on Friday, which would be April the 14th. I got here uh, on Wednesday. Yes, I got here Wednesday. So I'm here in El Paso, Texas, like I did last year, where I come down to pretty much just join the team, hang out with the isotopes, hang on the dugout, watch the games, and really not have to work. I mean, not work at all. Just come here, visit my family, hang out with the team, have have, have a grand old time. It's, it's going to be badass. So I'm here in El Paso right now. I'm currently recording in my parents' house. So that's where I am right now. And I'll be here till. Saturday. I'm thinking Saturday morning, if not Sunday morning at the latest. But we'll see how it goes because a lot of things going on right now. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. How, but for sure, I'll be here Thursday and Friday. I'm going to go to the ballpark in a couple hours, go meet up with the team, go hang out, watch the game, uh, see if Tatis is in the lineup, watch that dude. But either way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a fun time here in El Paso. So, uh, what is this? Episode 63, I believe it is. Uh, this episode wasn't supposed to just be me. It was actually supposed to have Forrest Stolting involved, media relations manager for that stops. Uh, and we're actually gonna, we're supposed to record today, but I ended up coming out to El Paso. So, we'll probably record not next week, but the week after together. It's going to be a special one. Uh, I'm going to have a certain spot that... We'll have us record, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. So we'll see how that one goes. But anyway, I'm starting off with the, uh, I guess the one of the big stories. Actually, you know what? I'm not even gonna lie. It's like it's, I would say it's one of the big stories, but it's not like the go-to story that everyone wants to talk about for some reason. It's the fact that Tampa Bay, as of this moment right now. Uh, this morning, which is 9.56, uh, April 13th, 9.56 in the morning, Tampa Bay Rays are 12-0. They're currently 12-0. They're already three games in on the Red Sox, and they have just uh, beaten them. Um, I wouldn't say bad, but, I mean, like the second game, they beat them, what, 7-2, I believe it was. And then the other ones, they won uh, 1-0 the first game, and then the, uh, yesterday was 9-7. So, I mean, at least Red Sox gave him a fight. We already lost the series. We might even get swept. We're going to end up putting them to 13-0. But one thing I want to talk about the Rays. I, of course, they're in my the ALEs division. Of course, I'm going to be upset. It sucks that they have a 12-game lead in the division. And, like, even after one loss, like, okay, we're 11 games up. Like, it, it, it does suck because they're in my division. It sucks. But I will say that, like, what they're doing and how they're well how they're winning is one thing like they already have the biggest run differential in baseball which I'm I'm not even going to get that too much into I'm not going to get into that whole run differential thing right now that's just a a a fancy way of saying they score more runs than their opponent when they win that that as simple as that like I run differential is one thing that's I don't I'm not going to get into it but what I will get into is who I think they remind me of a team from another sport that I, I am also a fan of that maybe not everybody 
who does listen to this actually cares. But they remind me of a certain basketball team. They they honestly do. I was watching. Of course, I've been watching them play the Red Sox. That's one thing. Of course, watching them play other teams is one thing. I mean, at, yeah, they played, you know, kind of not that good of a team. They played Detroit, um, the, the Nationals in Oakland, and then Boston. Boston, I guess, is a team where who you're going to listen to. They're a good team or not. But either way, they've been playing teams. Good teams lose to bad teams. Bad teams of course, lose to good teams. Like that's just how it goes. But I, I'm watching them play, and they just remind me of a, like a, a, a basketball team who I actually really liked, or actually who I love because they're the team that I root for. But Tampa Bay Rays, not in the term of analytics or anything like that, but they're playing the game that the San Antonio Spurs did during the mid-2000s and early 2010s when they were really, like, dominant. When they won the finals in in in, in, in 05 and 07, then in, in, in 14, and then they went to the finals in 13, lost to LeBron against the Heat. They went back in 14, and then they won. Like, that's just who they reminded me of because, of course, I'd watched all those times when the Spurs were dominant for past a decade and uh, like during the mid 2000s I was probably like 12 or 13 or something like that and of course after a little bit past the 2010s I was honestly obviously older but like watching the Tampa Bay Rays play the way they play is in a way that just like as simple as it sounds but it kind of makes the most sense to me they're just playing baseball like like they don't have like one guy on the team that you're watching, like uh, like in the Mets, like Pete Alonso hitting home runs and already leading the NL home runs. Okay, but they're not 12 and 0. Or you have uh guys in in the Marlins hitting for the cycle. Like okay, but they're not 12 and 0. Like then you look to the Rays, they're 12 and 0, and it's like what the fuck? How? Like that hasn't happened since what are they saying since the 80s for the Braves or something like that I'm like, I'm not even going to look that up right now it's going to take me a while but like it they're honestly just playing baseball like they're playing fundamental just baseball they hit home runs when they have to they're not like home runs by the biggest guy in the lineup or they're not home runs in the huge spots they're just they're just playing baseball and like if they hit a home run cool like Chances are they are probably already had the lead in the game anyways. Like, it's crazy watching them play. I, it, it's, and it, it, okay, so this is where I came up with it because I started, like, thinking about it yesterday where I was like, damn, they kind of remind me of San Antonio Spurs because back in those, when, like, San Antonio Spurs had guys that they drafted, they had uh, Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, all the guys that the, that the, that the, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? That the Spurs drafted, and of course they go on to win multiple championships. Tim Duncan, five-time champion, finals champion with the Spurs, and arguably top ten, maybe even top five, six, maybe greatest NBA players of all time. And it, it it's crazy because that reminds me a lot of the Rays. Yeah, maybe one or two guys didn't come from their organization. Like Randy Rosarena started with what the Cardinals for like a day, and then went to Tampa, and then became. Pretty much, he, he he set himself 
in the baseball world during 2020 when he became quote unquote Mr. October during that time when he just came up clutch whenever he needed to and came in clutch whenever he wanted to. Like there's two different times. Like and, and it like Randy's one of them. Wander Franco's one of them. Wander Franco's hitting good. Like he's hitting well over 300 already this season. And their entire lineup, what, combined has an OPS of over 910, which is crazy. And then now they got a pitcher, what's his name, uh, Taj Tej Bradley, who pretty much just shut the Red Sox up. Like, that dude was killing it. And it's like, they're just playing fundamental baseball. Like, they're just good. Like, they're just playing good baseball. Like, they're, they're not good when they have to be, like, in clutch moments. They're just good because they're just winning games. And, like, going back to, like, like later on in their season, after Boston, who they got? Toronto, which is kind of like their first real matchup. But Toronto isn't even, like, the team that everyone thinks they are and the team that Toronto thinks they are, too. Like, that whole, oh, this is the trailer ready for the movie shit, that, that's blown over. That was, like, the dumbest thing Vlad could ever say. But, like, I guess they're going to reach the real... Um, potential i guess like true like matchup i guess with tampa then after that they go back to like playing like and eh, like they play in cincinnati and then i think they're playing who uh the white Sox after that and then i think they got i think they got i think they got the white no i think they have houston after that and then they and then they play the white Sox again because i think that's what i saw yesterday on their on their schedule, they play the White Sox and then they play Houston for three. I know it's three games, and then they play the White Sox again after that. So I mean, like if you think about it, the the only real opponents that they're gonna face in the span of April is Toronto for three, and then the Houston that I said for three. And what are they gonna lose? Only one game between those two guys. They might come out of honestly April only losing five or less games. Like just just call it how it is. They might lose only five game, five games in April, and that's crazy. And like going back to like comparing them to the Spurs thing because I thought about it yesterday, and I was like, damn. Like I remember that video that was released on YouTube. Like I think it was either before the finals or after the finals when they won in 2014. Look up the video. I I looked it up. It's San Antonio Spurs. Poetry in motion. It's like a six-minute video of just narration from, from, from. So I think some guy who made it, and then from other uh, NBA legends, and, and they're they're just clips of the team like chemistry and like together, like they're talking to together, and then you can like you're seeing them play. They're they're passing the ball. They're playing fundamental basketball. Like it's 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 good like I'm, I'm getting just chills just even talking about it because i saw the video yesterday and i was like damn i remember seeing this shit and i was like damn near almost brought me to tears because i love that team granted i don't think the san antonio spurs will ever get to that point again which sucks but i'm like damn that like and then watching the rays play like they remind me of the san antonio spurs like i know it's weird like two totally completely different sports and yeah, the like basketball is fully a team sport where everybody has to work together. And I I always had that take that baseball is kind of like a one on one sometimes, you versus the pitcher or you versus the batter. But 
like watching them play like defense and hitting and knowing the situations and things like that, like they genuinely did remind me of the San Antonio Spurs. Like look up that video. I just look up San Antonio Spurs poetry in motion. It came out like eight years ago. It came out in 2014. It's like a six minute video. Watch it. And it'll, even if you're not a fan of the sport or even a fan of the team, like watch that video and you're like, damn, like they're just playing good basketball. Like, and then you look at the Rays highlights or, or when you watch the Rays play, it's like, damn, they're just playing good baseball. And I know like, and, but then it also went through my head because I got to I, I think about all this and then I jump back, like back into real into reality where it's like, all right, they're not going 162 and 0, but 12 and 0 is no joke. Like it's hard to get a, a five game win streak in baseball as it is. And then a 10, and but they're at a 12 going to 14. If they win again, uh, going to 13, possibly today against the Red Sox and possibly going to 14 and then having like the best early start of the season in MLB history. And that's crazy because like, obviously they'll lose like, unless when you're listening, they lost already, which was yesterday, Thursday, if you're listening, uh, I'm recording on Thursday, which unless they lost, but a 12 game head start is something every, like every team would want. Every fan would want, of course they would love a head start because it's breathing room. It's a sigh of relief. Like, like, oh, okay, like, we have a 12-game win win streak. We just lost a series, or we just got swept in a series for three games. That's okay, because now we're still nine games above 500. Like, it's it's breathing room. It's a huge sigh of relief to have a 12-game lead, especially in the American League, where you're fighting with the Toronto Blue Jays, the Yankees, Red Sox, and Orioles. Like, like if you think, like, I, I looked up a... Um, uh, a graphic earlier where the American League East right now has the best record in all the other divisions, which obviously makes sense. Tampa's 12-0, and 0, so obviously they help out a bunch. And Red Sox are not really helping. As of this moment, we're 5-7, and seven, which sucks. But still, like, every team, going back to my point, every team would want, every fan would want a 12-game lead, a huge lead, to say the least, in a division. Like, it, it helped the Red Sox a lot in 2018 because they were on a, a losing streak for like the first six games. And then they won on a damn winning streak for like seven games and then lose one and then five games, lose two and then eight games, lose one. Like and then that's what gave them a huge lead in 2018 and they never lost it. So I don't think. No, no, no. I won't say that. I will. Oh, man, it's so it's so tough because 12 games is no joke. But if I had to put a guess that if I think Tampa will eventually maybe lose the lead, maybe not even for very long for like a series or like four days or something like that. But if I had to take a guess that if they would lose the lead in the American League for the rest of the season, I would have to say no, because in order for that lead to be done, they would have to at least lose three in a row simultaneously the Yankees, Red Sox, or, or Blue Jays would have to win 10 in a row to even come within, what, two games with them? It's just a lot of things that got to get aligned for that team to be caught up by anybody in that division, in the AL East. And honestly, I, oof, if I had to put money on it, I would put, I would say no. 
But of course, my gut be like, nah, like somebody will catch up to him. But it's like, well, the four other teams will have to go on a huge win streak, like a 10 game win streak to even come within at least two games or a game and a half with the Tampa Bay Rays. And the other thing that got me thinking was the Rays are just like full of players, teams and fans and fans wish they had like now that like this Taj this Taj or Taj Bradley pitcher kid like that dude was was fun to watch like I will admit he was fun to watch and it's like damn I wish we developed pitchers like that because Tampa is just good at developing like fucking everything like they develop hitters they develop pitchers like they're just good at developing like I don't know how they do it like they're a big analytically driven organization like Hein Bloom has said that before back when he was there and it it's it's tough because at the end there's going to be a huge narrative that's going to be filled where I'm saying if because obviously it's still early we don't know 12 game win streak is no joke but still you got to jump back into reality where it's like if you don't know that Tampa can hold this and if they don't make the playoffs then the whole narrative is going to switch to the point where it's like well what was that 12 game or more win streak for then like if they can't even make the playoffs or go even further for the playoffs which I would counter to that and always say where it's like well you know what you win games in the season to get to the playoffs because a hundred game wins or more means nothing in the playoffs ask the Dodgers ask the Mets ask the Giants like that that means nothing so you win these games to get there now Tampa has proven that they can hang in the playoffs they've been to the World Series short season 2020 call it what it is but they went to the World Series so it, it it's almost like everyone's gonna find an, a nitpick what what they deem is going to be like the story where it's like oh damn a team no matter what the name was the team went 12 and 0 and they ended up just missing the playoffs by one game if they would have went 13 and 0 they would have been in like that's going to be the whole thing when it comes to this team and it sucks because and I will admit like that's just how like baseball fans in general are like we're just we like to nitpick on a lot of shit and it, it's stupid sometimes. And uh, bear with me. I'm trying to plug in my laptop here. Okay. Um, and it sucks because I know that's what's going to be where it's like if they don't like even if they no, I will say even if they go to the World Series, that story won't come into fruition. But I will say that I think that if they go to the playoffs and get eliminated, even in the first or in the the ALCS, it's going to, everyone's going to throw in, well, what was that huge beginning for anyway, if you can't even get it done in the playoffs? Well, it, it's not like another sport, like basketball is kind of like that because basketball, they play a ton of games, but it's not like the NFL. The NFL play, what, 17 games now, and if they go like 15 and 2, you expect that type of team to get it done. Because it's only a one game thing. In baseball, 
the team who's hot wins it. Like, the team who's hot is hot in the playoffs, and they'll win it regardless. Like, that's just how playoffs work in baseball. Sometimes it sucks, and sometimes it, it, it sets for a good story, where it's like whoever the hot team is, that's who's getting talked about, and that's who's going to end up going to be making it. Like, Atlanta was hot during the 2021, and they didn't even have 90 wins that season. Like, or I think they did, but, like, I know they didn't have a lot a lot of wins, but they got hot at the right time. All it is is getting hot at the right time. Maybe Tampa is hot at this time. Like, they are playing, like, eh teams, but they're hot at this time. It all just comes down to, like, how long they can hold it down, how long they can hold that, that streak, and the four other teams in the American League East who can try to catch up to them. But Tampa is just on a whole other level. They're playing, like, good baseball. Watch the video of the San Antonio Spurs. Watch it. San Antonio Spurs, Poetry in Motion on YouTube. It, it's a great video. Even if you don't like the sport and watch it, you'll appreciate that. Damn, like, what they're doing is just playing good, fundamental basketball. And when you're watching the Tampa Bay Rays play, or even their highlights, they're just playing good, fundamental baseball. Like, they're, they're winning. They've hit more home runs, and now everyone's talking about this stat, but they've hit more home runs than they've allowed earned runs throughout these 12 games. That's crazy. They've hit, I guess, what, 30 home runs? They're already first in the American League for home runs or, or in the league. Like, that's it's crazy. And when you think about their lineup and their guys, it's like, well, damn, like, they're not really a, like, like, oh, he hits homers? Or, like, they hit homers? Like, if you look at it now, a lot of the guys are already at, like, three or more homers. Like, a lot of them have three or more, which is crazy. Like, Wander has four. Uh, Rosarena has three. And Brandon Lau has four. Like, and you're like, what? They got four? And then all those guys have ten more R- ten or more RBIs. And it's crazy. Like, everyone's like, what the fuck? Where it's like, damn, you wish one or two guys had that on your team, they've got four guys, at least four or five or more that have that type of shit. It's crazy. And we'll see how long Tampa can hold it out. Of course, I'm against them because they're in my division. But deep down, I'm like, damn, like, they, they're they a team where it's like, I would genuinely feel feel good for them if they actually go to the World Series again and win it because... They did it with a formula that not everyone believes in, the whole analytics shit. I'm not the biggest analytic fan. I'm more of a morale, feeling, uh, whatever type fan, I guess. I'm not a big analytics. If I had to put a percentage on it, I'm like (laughs) 75-25. I'm 75% feeling gut, uh, mood, morale. Like If my sandwich didn't taste good, I'm not going to hit good. Like that's, that's the type of guy that I am sometimes. And then 25%, the other side is maybe analytics where it's like, all right, like this guy hits better with lefties because this is what the number shows. All right, then I'll throw him in. That's the type of fan that I am. Like, that's just how I am. So, uh, we'll see how Tampa goes, but if they do go all the way and make it to the world series and win it, I will generally feel good for them. Even if they go to the world series and don't win and be like, Hey, they went there with the formula that they've had, which is a lot more than you can say on a lot of teams that just go above and beyond 
like, and I mean by spending money, that can't even get to the World Series. And I'm talking about, like, the Mets or, like, the Padres and things like that. So we'll see how it goes because it's going to, it's going to, you know what? I just thought of something else. This is what's really going to come down to it is you got two different teams on, I'm sorry about that. You have two different teams on two different leagues, American League and National League, you got one that spends, well, actually two, that spend a shit ton of money on players, and you have a team that's not spending a lot, but they're spending a lot of time with numbers in Tampa, and then you got the Padres and the Mets. Whoever comes down to it in the playoffs and ends up in the World Series or goes further, everyone's got to take notice at least, where it's like, hey, maybe numbers is not the best way to go, but it could get you there or hey money can't buy happiness but shit it could get you close or numbers can get you the world series and win it and then it's going to be well money gets you to money buys you the world series and then no one likes that oh you bought the world series but and then you get tampa if they win math got you the world series not feeling and and money and stuff it's just a huge thing like baseball fans are so weird like we like they just we just come up with shit like that like it's so dumb but enough on the Tampa Bay Rays like I don't know when you're listening to obviously I released this Fridays but we'll see if they end up 13 and 0 like if the Red Sox get swept I guess I'm not I don't know we already lost the series anyways might as well just get swept so anyway last thing I want uh not last thing Next thing I want to talk about is this whole Tyler O'Neill, O'Neill Cruz, uh, not Tyler O'Neill, O'Neill Cruz sliding, well, actually not sliding into home um, and fracturing his ankle and probably being out for the season. Like, I've seen that clip multiple, multiple, multiple times. I'm not even going to talk about it for very much. I just want to give, like, my own little opinion and, and, and take on it. But, like, he, he was running head-on with the catcher, with the catcher standing. And I'll get to the catcher's position in a minute. But he was running head-on, stand up, like, five feet from home. And five feet is not very far. And then he decides to, like, drop his shoulder with, like, his arms out. Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, get down. Like, Someone like teach him how to slide or some shit, and then the catcher. So the catcher is still standing, uh, there reaching for the ball, and he gets it. And everyone's saying, "Well, he's blocking the plate." I'm, I've seen it. It in my view, it doesn't look like he's blocking the plate. Like his left foot is like barely like past like home plate, but he's in fair territory. The catcher is not. In my view, the catcher is not blocking the plate. He's in fair territory. So, of course, he can't block the plate, which is the big thing. Can't block home plate. It's home plate, not a base. Home plate. Can't block it. So, in my view, or what I see, which is what everyone is seeing, it's the same clip. It doesn't look like he's blocking it at all. His his foot is barely in, in foul territory, which is like in the area where home plate is. But his entire right side of the body from his left foot on is in fair territory. Like what was O'Neill Cruz doing? 
I don't know what he, I don't know if it was like in the moment or what, like he didn't see the catcher or he blanked out. Do I slide or do I not? And he hesitated. It happens. It's like that, that flight or fight response. Like, so I get it. Everyone's got had that before. I've had it before where it's like, oh shit, what do I do? It's like deer in headlights. That's what O'Neill crew was. He was like a deer in headlights and headlights were the fucking catcher when he, <laughs> when he wasn't even in the way, like his glove might've been in the way, but you have to, you're going for the tag. And then, and then the bench is clear, and there's a big old scuffle, which I personally thought was, like, <laughs> really unnecessary. Like, sit your ass down. Like, okay, like, if the Pirates are getting mad, well, get mad at your dude for not knowing how to slide. And, it, like, oh, my gosh. It's just, I'll, I'll leave it there. Like, that is just my own, what I wanted to, to, to talk about. Like, um, I, yeah, that's just what I want to talk about. From my opinion, he didn't look like he was blocking the plate, like, at all. Like, his foot was barely there. His entire right side of the body was in fair territory, and O'Neill Cruz like put his hands up like at the very last second. Like I, I don't know what he was thinking, but he should he should have slid, and he probably would have been safe. And I don't remember what the call was, probably out. I don't know, but so I, they need they need to go back and teach uh, O'Neill Cruz how to how to how to slide because that was just horrendous. It was bad, really bad. Um, anyway, next thing I want to get into is kind of not, not a big one, but like kind of a, like one where I can be like, actually give not even an opinion, but like a, like, oh, okay. I've seen that firsthand type stuff. So Taylor Rogers or the giants, um, obviously they got their series against the Dodgers. I think walked four straight batters or something or three straight batters goes into the dugout. Uh, has his glove and his hat, which is which is weird for the first thing, his hat, but has his glove and his hat in his hand, in his right hand, walks over to the trash can and tosses them in the trash can. And then proceeds to walk down the dugout again and starts slamming on the bench with like a jacket on, on it or something so he won't hurt his hand. Anyway, the main thing I want to talk about is he throws his glove away. The hat is one thing. Like, I know everyone's freaking around. Oh, man, they gave you that hat. Why are you throwing the hat away? It's disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. All right, I'm not even going to give a shit about that. But it's the glove thing. Like, it's the it's the tool. Like, it, it's it's part of the, the, the baseball player's arsenal of weapons or whatever you want to call it. Like, it's not working. I'm going to throw it away. So, he throws his glove away, and everyone freaks out. Like, why are you throwing the glove away? Give it to a kid or... Why are you doing that? Like, don't blame the glove and blah, blah, blah. It's a little hard for, like, those type of fans to understand. And it's there's, like, a threshold when it comes to that stuff. It's always, like, fans who ever, like, never really played or, like, they're, like, older. Like, they're, like, 45 and up where it's, like, well, what the hell are you doing? It's not the gloves fall pitch better, blah, blah, blah. But deep down, like, it, I've seen it. I've worked with the isotopes for a uh, for a whole season, and I've seen shit like that before. I've never seen a player throw a whole glove, but I have seen him throw a whole like non broken bat in the trash before. I've seen him throw batting gloves. I've seen him throw cleats, whole cleats in the trash. I've seen pitchers throw whole cleats, like they've said, like here, like hey, gr- grab these cleats, throw them away. I don't, I don't want to use them. And they'll legit want to throw their shit away. 
because in their mind, these cleats don't have hits in them. These cleats don't have don't have punchies in them. Uh, this bat doesn't have hits in it. These these batting gloves don't have hits in them. And I want to switch it up. I want to get a good feeling. I want to get a different feeling. And yes, the glove is expensive, but like, well, I'll get into that in a little bit. But like going back to the thing I was just talking about, like. It's just how baseball players are. Baseball players are goofy. Like if you've played or 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 have like the little like pastime of just playing and stuff like that, it just it it's a it's a it's a superstitious like feeling type thing. That's why I'm such like a, a morale feeling guy. Like uh, analytics, oh this glove is good. No, but like it, if I'm not feeling the glove, like the glove just hasn't felt right, or these batting gloves just are just not fitting what I want, like. Let, then throw them out. Get a new pair. Switch it up. That's what baseball players do. Switch up the cleats. Like they don't fit good. Like my toes are too are too close to the tip. Or I don't know. But it, switch it up. That's what players do. I've seen it. I've seen it. I don't blame Taylor Rogers at all for what he's doing. Yeah, he could have given it to a kid or whatever. But maybe I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to. Don't blame him for that. And the other thing I will say is. This happens, I'm going to assume that this, no, I'm not even going to assume, I'm sure this happens a lot. Not all the time, but a lot. And they're not. there's no cameras, like, through the tunnels. There's no cameras, of course, in the clubhouse. I'm sure that they've thrown plenty of things away in the clubhouse, like bats, cleats, batting gloves, maybe even sunglasses if they're not feeling them. They didn't, they didn't see a ball. They're going to get a new pair of sunglasses and they're going to throw their Oakleys away. Like I'm sure all that happens. I'm hundred percent sure. It just so happened that he threw his glove away in the trash can that's in the dugout where the cameras can see it. So that's why it's such a story and a big deal to some people who are like, Oh, why is he throwing it away? You should give it to a kid. What are you doing? It's all the gloves fault. But you know what? I don't, I never blame players for doing shit like that. All right. They get their frustration out in different ways. You can't blame that on, on, you can't blame him for that. People get their frustration out on so many different ways. And you know what? If me throwing my cleats away or my glove or my batting gloves is going to relieve my, my frustration and I'll be fresh tomorrow with, with some new cleats or some new batting gloves that I got, then I don't care what you say because I'm the player. You're the press guy who's going to make a story out of it and fuck you. So I don't blame Taylor Rogers at all. And, and I've seen it before. I've a hundred percent seen it before. So I get it. I get it. And I think fans and I, well, maybe fans, some fans get it. And, but it, it's just the way of the game. That's just how baseball is. It's how baseball players are. They're superstitious. They like to switch it up. I've here's another thing. That's not throwing it away, but I've I've seen players leave the dugout during a game. They go back into the clubhouse and they switch cleats because they don't feel right or or they're not stealing bases so they come back in and switch cleats that feel better that feel lighter and then they start stealing bases and then they don't switch their cleats out for the next game i've seen that shit players do weird shit like that and it's freaking cool so i don't blame taylor rogers at all for throwing his glove away throw that shit away if you don't like it maybe maybe it isn't your fault or the glove's fault i know it's not glove has nothing to do with 
his release on the baseball or his command. But if it makes him feel that much better to throw the glove away and use a new one, then by all means. If he has the same outcome with another glove, throw it out again. I don't know. But either way, I'm not against him uh, or I don't blame him for throwing the glove out. I'm honestly not. 100% I'm not. So that's all that I'm talking about for that little thing that Taylor Rogers over there throwing his glove away. Um, next thing I want to get into, uh, real quick, just like, like a hobby thing that I want to talk about is it's the beginning of the season. And if you're not as a big collector, or if you are a big collector, you probably would know that like right now is kind of like a standstill with, with like who you like, who collectors are, are buying or, or quote unquote investing in right now. It's early in the season. And everyone's keeping their close eye on rookies, big players, milestones that might be reached, and things like that. That's just how the hobby and collecting game goes. It's early in the season, so everyone's kind of like at a standstill. The ones that like collect in that type of way, like the who's hot type collector, things like that. But um, the season is still like way too early for collectors to decide on like who to buy or invest in uh but rookies is always like the go-to where it's like it's always uh like all right this rookie is doing good for the month of april and may so i'm gonna buy him just in case he becomes an all-star in july and then i could sell him for 200 dollars more or whatever so like that's how it goes like that's um that's always how 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 it's been. So it's always a standstill, and then there's like that that feeding frenzy. Like the, it's like it's like open season. Like once All Star hits and a rookie made an All Star, rookies on the front lines for Rookie of the Year for on 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 projections or things like that. So that's when it's open season for that type of shit. But like like Jordan Walker, for example, with his with his what eleven game or twelve game hit streak. Like that, that dude's already might be up there for rookie of the year only because of that stat. Like, that's just how it goes sometimes. And now everyone will probably want a Jordan Walker rookie autograph or a first Bowman autograph or just Jordan Walker in general. I don't blame them. They're they're collectors. I don't blame them. And I don't know. Maybe he might be on the front running for rookie of the year. Who knows? But. On that story alone, good for him. Good for Jordan Walker. I have him on the fantasy team. He's putting up some points for me, which is nice. But again, good for him. It's how collectors are. They they it's like a standstill. And then when the end of May comes and June hits, that's when it's kind of like open season where it's like, all right, this guy has good projections to be rookie of the year, or this guy has good projections to be Cy Young, MVP, whatever. And I'm, we'll start buying that guy. Not me, because I don't really collect that way. But that's just how it goes. Like, And then when All-Star break hits, that's when the real feeding frenzy comes out. Where like, if you have these certain players who are rookies and they're doing good, then it's like, oh, I need to find my buyer. Or I need to find a person to trade with or whatever. That's just how it is. Like, it, The hobby world is so goofy where it has like those moments in time during the baseball season where it, it, certain things hit. And or certain moments in baseball season hit and collectors will just go crazy because it's already that time again. Oh, oh, it's that time of the year again. It's that time of the month again. But that's how it is for collecting world. Like, um, 
but that's that's pretty much like what I got to say about like collecting right now. Where it, it's it's early in the season, uh, it's not the freaking frenzy yet, but it is the time where a lot of collectors and I guess investors, whatever, are looking into who's who right now, what rookies are gonna show out, who's who's showing promise and things like that, whatever. Um, and we'll see. And then they're like all the guys who get called up and things like that. So we'll see. Maybe we'll check back into how things going with Jordan Walker and his prices. Maybe next episode, maybe next episode, I'll look into some prices for Jordan Walker right now. And like, he's frontlining probably the rookie of the year for the national league. I don't know what the American league is looking like. Honestly, like I have no idea, but that's a whole other thing. But maybe next episode I'll get into some prices. We'll look into some prices and see what Jordan Walker um, Bowman's are looking like. Uh, his rookie, I know him probably his rookie cards are not probably not out yet. Probably for future products. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, I'll look into some some Bowman rookies of Jordan Walker and we'll see the prices and how much they've changed and how much they could change like coming uh, during the All-Star break. I don't know. Maybe he might be an All-Star. Who knows? Um, but I think that's pretty much all I've got to talk about. I'm about to get ready in a bit so I can head to, uh, 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 the ballparks. I'll go meet up with the team, go hang out in the dugout, watch the game for today and tomorrow. So I'm going to do that. And then of course be here, spend time with the family. Um, and it's going to be good. Relax, not really have to play, watch the whole game, have fun. It's going to be fun. So I think that might be it for today's episode. Um, about to go get ready and head to the ballpark in a bit, probably like around 12-ish or something like that. But um, thank you all for, for watching or watching. Uh, thank you all for listening. Truly appreciate it. Uh, if you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, thank you. Um, thank you to Believe Podcast Network. Stay watching, stay collecting, and I'll catch you guys in the next one.